0: Today's episode of the North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of the Corcoran Group, the North Fork's top real estate producer from 2005 through 2019. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Michalina Defant, and I am joined today by Grant Parkan.
1: All right, different chairs here. How are you doing, Michalina?
0: Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Grant?
1: Good. I like handing over the uh, hosting duties to you again for this week, you know?
0: Feels nice. I haven't hosted in a long time, so slightly rusty over here, but we'll get through. Um, So the reason why I'm hosting today is because I hope we kind of interviewing and talking with Grant about um, a more news aspect, which we kind of don't do too often in lifestyle, but we definitely need to talk about Long Island and the North Forks timeline for reopening when it comes to retail and restaurants now that we're starting to see things Reopening um, on Governor Cuomo's timeline, um, I think it's a good time for us to kind of chat about what we see happening here in the North Fork.
1: Yeah, I think during this whole quarantine, uh, I've been kind of forced into hosting duties because we've been talking about sort of finding the fun things to do and the little things that you could kind of find to uh, to to remember the North Fork. And that that that's kind of your your specialty. And uh, this week we're kind of going into my specialty. You know, I've been hosting a podcast for the Suffolk Times uh, that we launched about 3 weeks ago called The Reopen. It's all about reopening the North Fork and the impacts on the economy and Through that process, I've become kind of real really familiar with this topic. So when we were brainstorming things to talk about for this week, the idea kind of came up that, hey, you know, we reopen today. Uh, What does that mean? For me right now, it means my garage door is open. I'm out here in the garage (laughs) doing this podcast with, uh, you know, it's such a beautiful spring day. So I'm reopening the garage door today. And
0: my Uh, windows are open, so that counts. But we're not talking about that kind of reopening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we're talking about phase one started today. And, uh, you know, what that means to kind of break it down for people, uh, you know, who are really looking at this from a North Fork lifestyle angle, people who want to come out and visit, Uh, people who want to go to the restaurants, people who want to go to events. Uh, You you know, it doesn't mean much, phase one, uh, for uh, that end of things. Uh, The biggest impact is uh, in, in agriculture and in retail. From phase one, uh, with with agriculture, it opens up a little more. I mean, I know we have a lot of farm stands have been open, but um, th- they're able to bring more people back to work out in the fields now. Uh, I think that's going to have big impact. We're getting close to harvest season in in, in uh, at the vineyards. Uh, I think you know it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of uh, year this harvest take takes shape. I mean, I've heard rumors of things with you know wineries just kind of skipping this vintage because uh, they're you know they have so much inventory from last year and it was a great year, and you have all these bottles just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, uh people are going to kind of get back in time now to start uh really you know we're 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 beyond bud break and uh you know we're getting getting closer, you know, a couple months away from where we're going to be picking those grapes out there uh and you know all the other farm stands out here. Uh this is the time, man. We're getting into June now, you know. We're uh that, that's kind of peak farm stand season. You got the strawberries, the rhubarb, all this good sweet all the sweet stuff starts hitting now you know uh it's not just yeah. those 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 greens in in spring and uh and, and late winter so uh so agriculture's definitely going to be affected and the other part of this and probably the biggest part is retail uh retail shops are allowed to open starting today uh they're limited they're limited to curbside in-store pickup or drop off a lot of them have been doing delivery um you know a lot of places have been doing hey you order online and you come pick up and i think you know uh, that, that, that's been allowed to some extent. Uh, but now, now retail, the, these stores can really, uh, be, be, be more open about it. Uh, they can, uh, you know, y- you can buy from them. You could shop online still shop by phone and go and, and do curbside pickup. Uh, and so, so I think retail is really coming online a bit now. Phase two is where you're going to see a, a, a full reopening of retail though.
0: Definitely. I, was, um, I did a story for our upcoming July magazine, Grant, as you know, um, on um, setting up the perfect picnic, and I had to go around and pick up some items from local shops um, and kind of style that as like a, a, um, a kind of like a gift guide in a way. Um, and I stopped at one of the the, sto- the retail stores in South Hold, um, Pearl Cottage, or Pearl on Main, and... Um, I was speaking to the owner there and she was saying that, you know, they really haven't done a ton of the social media or the online selling like some of the other shops like Whiteflyer Farmhouse and In the Attic have done. Um, but she she has been selling a little bit on Etsy. So she was just getting her shop kind of ready and like restyling it since it's been so long since anyone ha- has at all been in her shop. So I think that people are kind of starting to feel better about that. Um, and although people can't really shop around in the store, at least having that option to, um step foot in the store for a second to pick up your item or just to go curbside and pick it up kind of connects you again to these these great retail places that we have on the north
1: fork yeah, I mean, here's the thing: when you run a business, you just don't have that time to breathe. You're constantly moving forward. I mean, we see it in our business with, uh, with, with media. I mean, it's twenty four seven. We're constantly having to, as as we want to take on new projects, new initiatives, we have to do it in addition to everything we're already doing every day. And that's the same thing really for any business. So, out in you know or with a retail shop, unless you maybe you know some of the places that shut down for winter might have a little bit of time to reimagine things, but certainly for the year round places, this has given them. An opportunity to, to, to rethink their business model in in you know for a, a, a new normal, so to speak, to borrow a sort of cliche term at this uh, at this point. But, um, you know, that's, that's that's how people have, a lot of people have spent their time. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what businesses sort of change. You know, I think there's a lot of ways you're going to see people change. Uh, the way they interact with customers, uh, a more uh, robust online presence, as you said, sort of restyling the stores. And then I think you're also going to see the places that just switch to kind of a whole new product that they're offering. A whole new uh, approach. I mean, this is a lot of time... If, People who have things that maybe weren't working quite right. This was a good opportunity for them. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how people, as they start to reopen, certainly when you get to that phase two and you're able to go into the shops, how much different they look, how much different the inventory is. And it's actually gonna be kind of an exciting time.
0: I think so. Too, and that's like definitely the silver lining here is that reimagining of what people actually really want to focus on and what they wanna do and how Consumers interact with their brands and businesses, so it 's definitely something that can be an exciting time and something to look forward to for all of us
1: yeah definitely, um, you know and then phase two, as I, I mentioned, the other part of phase two is real estate um, is included in there. Now, what you're seeing here now is the rental market got really hot come March and April. Uh, The next next episode that we have of the reopen, which will be our first uh, episode in June, we uh, just put out episode three. It's on Suffolk Times right now. It's an interview with uh, Kevin Law from the Long Island Association. And the reason we interviewed him is he's one of six people on the reopening control room for long island so he's actually one of the people measuring the metrics they're establishing what uh, and making recommendations for the governor as to what fits into the different phases Uh, he sort of serves as an advocate for business uh on that and he 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 really wants to see more things reopening now Uh, so that's episode three we put that up a little early so it's gonna be a little bit of a wait till episode four which will come out not this upcoming weekend but the following weekend and uh that one we're going to deal with uh, with people coming out here from New York city and what that, what that means. And, uh, from what I've heard from people that we've already spoken to about that, it is really hard to find a a house to rent out here right now.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, there. I don't, and I don't blame people who have left their homes and apartments elsewhere, um, to come out here and kind of enjoy more open space. But there are so many people out here, um, that are, are here for, I guess, the Long
1: term. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, uh, we we, uh, haven't spoken to them yet for the podcast, but uh, Pecana Community School is one place you want to talk to. I know they uh, spoke to Newsday. They've had, I think, you know, a dozen new families or a dozen new students. I can't remember exactly uh, what it was, but that have, uh, you know, begun the application process of enrolling there. Uh, it's still a little off for enrolling in the public schools, but I think you'll see a little bit of an impact on public schools. I think the private schools definitely. Uh, the Ross School told Newsday that they already have 20 new uh, Families in, enrolled for next year. And, you know, we're not even done with this current school year yet.
0: And that's a huge uh, number for these small, I mean, relatively small independent schools, also. So, to, you know, yeah. have a, an incline in, of 20 people or 20 families is a huge number.
1: Yeah. Um, I know uh, from from what they told Newsday at Pecotic Community School, they said, you know, one of the families that they used as an example was someone who they've always had a place out here. Uh, it just wasn't a full time place. And yeah. while they were out here during the quarantine, they started doing things at that. that house that made it where it was like, I guess this is now our, our full-time home. You know, they, 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 they got chickens, you know, uh, you can't just go back <laughs> to the city when you get and leave the chickens. Uh, so, you know, that's, uh, obviously I'm attributing that to Newsday. We have spoken to some people, uh, for, for this podcast, uh, uh, Dave Capel was one uh, person, the former mayor at Greenport. He's involved in real estate and uh, is also just, uh, you know, he's on the Long Island Economic Development Committee. So he's real big on, in, in business. He was talking about this as a real opportunity. You know, he said, you're looking at, you're going to have basically record level um, Uh, number of residents out here uh people are going to be living out here so what does that mean you have this record population what does that mean for businesses and i I think it actually could be a really good opportunity certainly if people continue to stay out here in the winter months uh, businesses are going to have just a larger pool of people who aren't visiting but are out here full time so so the real challenge he said for people is going to be what do those people want you know uh the businesses that 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 can figure that out and uh You know, I mean, it's not rocket science. I mean, I don't mean to say it's not like, you know, aliens from outer space came. I mean, these are people who have lived here part time. These are people who already visited. So we have a good understanding of what people want. But, you know, I think what it it could do is make this a little bit more of a full time community if people really stay out here for the full time. full-time for the long haul, it can make it really more of a year-round community, I mean to say. So I think that's uh, that's going to be really interesting to say, see. So we're going to explore that in uh, episode four. And that is uh, uh, real estate, which is already really heated up. I mean, they're still doing real estate business, but it's going to allow for open houses, a lot of the more traditional real estate functions to, to properly go back online, uh, phase two. And that's probably about two weeks away.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's actually... I mean, two weeks is nothing, really, when you think of it. I know we've been waiting a long time for this, so two weeks is literally feels like it's tomorrow. Yeah. It'll happen quick. Uh,
1: so I think for a lot of our listeners out there, uh, if they come out here for uh, you know the food and dining, I think is a big part of it. Uh, certainly the arts, entertainment, recreation. Those are parts of phase three in phase four. So you're really looking at like a month to six weeks away for those kind of things. So you're looking at maybe the beginning of July, you get your restaurants reopened. That does not mean restaurants are going to return to normal. Uh, I think the Department of Health has made it pretty clear to restaurants that their capacity is going to be cut in half. They're going to have to get rid of half of their tables because social distancing guidelines are still going to be in place. So if you're the kind of person who you come out to the north fork and that number one thing that you want is to go oh I'm getting interrupted by my daughter here. Nora <laughs> you got to be quiet all right daddy's recording. It's
0: our new normal too everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's our new normal, you know. I mean yeah, well, I don't even think we'll edit this out. We'll just leave it and you have anything to say to our <laughs> listeners Nora? <laughs> yeah, you do have something to say what do you have to say? Getting a little stage fright, you get stage fright, you get shy all of a sudden. But yeah,
0: uh, okay, we understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, you know what I was saying was restaurants. If you're if you're you know you come out here and your sort of number one thing that you're looking forward to is going out to Noah's on a Saturday night. You got to keep in mind that Noah's only going to be able to seat half the people he was previously able to seat. Uh, in Greenport, they've they're exploring a creative solution. I think they're pretty far along on. I think we're going to see it happen where they're going to open up. They're going to uh, take away from parking to open up sidewalks, to be able to serve people. I think you'll see some retail uh, out on the sidewalks as well, uh, which is going to be really cool. It's going to be kind of like when it's Maritime Festival or the tall ships are in town and you can kind of, you know, Greenport becomes more walkable. Uh, I I think that's, you know, it already is a walkable community. I don't mean to say that it's not, but uh, it's going to make it a little more where things are happening outside. And I think it'll give these businesses a little bit more of a normal summer uh, but but you're not really going to see that until summer really kicks in about about a month from now. Uh, uh, and it, it's going to be really interesting. I think, you know, when you get into July, that's going to be, I think, when the North Fork really, truly starts to come alive again. Right now, it's this weird time. I know a lot of people have been out here on the warm weather days. The beaches have been really crowded. Um, it's this sort of weird time though, because there's not yeah. that much to do. People are uncomfortable with it. You know, it's, um, and rightfully so, uh, I think there's been, you know, some bad actors. Uh, I, so, so I think a lot of people, uh, just don't, you know, this is a feeling out period. I do think about a month from now, uh, when people, when we all can kind of get out and go, you know, go to restaurants, uh, you know, go do the shopping we sort of want to do in a way where we can feel more comfortable, feel more safe, obviously still being responsible, and and businesses can start really seeing, being able to serve customers and seeing customers come in. I think it's going to start to feel a little bit more like the North fork. again.
0: I think so too. Um, that's a great point. And I, and I mean, not even, I mean, yes, like the North fork has felt, but I think it will just kind of just apply this new energy to the North fork. And I think that we'll all kind of navigate this new normal, I guess. And, um, I don't know. I think it could be exciting and lively and it could be a really great summer um, if we all you know, adhere to whatever rules are in place.
1: Yeah, definitely. And when we talk about uh, new normal, we have to keep in mind that that means you're not going to see the same amount of events that you normally see out on the North Fork. Now, we're recording this early Wednesday. It's a little before noon on Wednesday tonight there's a uh, screening of goonies going on at strawberry fields so that 's kind of like the first like event that's happened on the North Fork uh, in yeah. quite some time besides all these virtual events that people are doing and uh some other sort of smaller things but but th- this is really the uh An interesting thing you know they sold tickets uh originally they announced it without tickets it was such a high demand they sold tickets i believe within an hour all 200 uh spots were taken up i'm actually going i reached out to the organizers to see if i could go and uh i didn't get a ticket i wanted to go with my family but to go and take pictures tonight and they said that was fine so i'm going to go take some pictures for our websites and uh you know i'm curious to see how that goes i think people are really itching to get out so that's like an event that's going to happen that's something people could do in their cars there's no bathrooms i know um Jamesport Farm Brewery is planning another one. I don't know if they've given more details on that yet, but uh, they, they were planning one in June. And I think you're going to see these kind of like outdoor movie nights uh, sort of things pop up because those are things where people don't have to get out of their car. They can follow social distance guidelines. Uh, what you're not going to see are a lot of things that people look forward to if they want to come out here. Uh, and a lot of this has already been announced. Strawberry Festival, not happening. Uh, Rotary on Cork, which would have been this week, not happening. Great event. Uh, next month, you would have had uh, North Fork Fresh, which is a great fundraiser from Oyster Ponds Historical Society. Lots of great restaurants, tremendous food. That's not happening. Dances with the par- in the park. Uh, Greenport would have been starting in July, would have run every Monday, July and August. I know you look forward to that. Uh, I've enjoyed that over the years. It, it, it's not going to happen this year. They've already canceled it. And, uh, the reason is you, you, still really, you're only restrict, you're restricted to gatherings of 10 people right now. And, uh, phase four is really where you're going to see things open up for mass gatherings. Um, that's why arts, entertainment, recreation are in there. That's when something like splish splash that maybe you would come out for, uh, can, can open maybe in mid July. I think they're still hoping to salvage a summer. Uh, I think that's probably the earliest you would really see that happen, though. Uh, I think we're at least six weeks away from a yeah. phase four. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna see a lot of things that would have maybe happened, and but it's just kind of too borderline for whether or not it could happen. What what you may see though is a lot of events move to the fall which is kind of a little scary because I know that's the really the busiest time on the North <laughs> York, but uh, uh,
0: Fork. North, North
1: yeah. So I think that's when you're going to see this little honeymoon period in July and August where people are like, this is great. All right. I like this new normal. And then it's going to get a little crazy maybe in the fall as everybody's trying to kind of make things work, uh, and, and salvage some, some bit of a, uh, third quarter. But, um, You know it's going to be just just a lot different this year. But the good news is, hey, we're starting to reopen. And the best news is that you know we we lost a lot of people. A lot of people were were sick, but but a lot of us we have our health. Um, We've we've been able to use this time to maybe become a little closer to our families and spend more time with our families. Um, And uh, businesses are going to change out here. I think in a lot of ways for, for the better. Yeah. I think
0: so too. I really do. And I think that our focus and what we decide to uh, um, focus our attention on and our priorities are, it's shifted and naturally so. And I think that, you know, that's not such a bad thing. So um, I think everyone has to stay positive and do the right thing. Um, and I, I heard someone say that it's more like the wearing the mask and, and being social distant. It's not... Really, um, if you think of it as like an act of kindness instead of something selfish, I think it's like a really good way to think about it and look at it, and um, that you're trying to do the right thing for those around you. Uh, yeah,
1: you know, and for me, I, you know, I was I was saying um, to my wife last night, wearing the mask, it's really leveled the playing field for those of us who aren't necessarily that attractive. Uh, so, so for a guy like me, like, you know, without seeing my face, you know, it's like, okay, like maybe that that's not that bad looking of a guy when he has a mask on. So if know?
0: anyone sees a tall man in a mask at those events, you know, come in the fall, then, you know, that's yeah. Grandpa man
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, people don't recognize you too. So if you want to be shy, you know, it's kind of hard to tell if it's somebody. So you just pretend you don't see him and you just walk by with that mask on. There's a lot of advantages to wearing the mask, people. Grant,
0: that is not kind, Grant. We were <laughs> (laughs) 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 Uh, all right well grand thank you so much for doing this and for um kind of just walking us through these stages and uh what potentially could be happening here on the north Fork. thank you to our listeners everyone have a safe um and happy weekend and we will chat with you next week
1: take care everyone